0: You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
2: Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show, as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off
1: this week's show.
2: And it's another FinFans podcast. Uh, Today I'm here with the Ragonis. How are you guys?
1: Definitely seen better days, but hopefully things change (laughs) I'm
0: still just shaking my head after that game I mean I just you know it's amazing how you just get bothered by something in life (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been bothered in life in regard to any aspect of it in a good while are you barking Lou uh, I'm just I, I just, you know, it's just bothering me. It's just lingering. I, I, I want it to go away already. I can't wait till Sunday. And it's like a migraine. I get it. Change. Yeah, <laughs> worse than a migraine. It's just, you know, an annoyance just thinking about it. But anyway, and now we, you know, we have to talk about football. So, well, you
2: yeah. know, my day yesterday, Lewis, I, 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 you know, posted a bunch of stuff. I edited the podcast. That took darn near all day. Uh, then I wanted to watch Hard Knocks, so I did that. So my whole day was dolphins, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't pleasant.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, not so, at all, not at all. It, what it, did you
2: guys think of Hard Knocks, uh, Chris?
1: I actually didn't get to watch it. I only think I only watched like the first 15 minutes. <laughs> nice. I didn't have time yesterday.
2: Yeah. Okay, Lewis?
1: I I, I didn't particularly like the show. I felt
0: that um, you know I mean it was nice the in gold stuff and all that I enjoyed but you know once the game came on you know I felt that um you know they kind of left a lot of stuff out I would have liked to have seen you know reactions from the players you know they kind of yeah they skipped around on our failures during the game which I was a little you know pissed off about you know they're, they you know I I don't want it to be a one-sided show to where they're showing you guys celebrating and you know doing dances in the end zone and eating and, cake, <laughs> yeah, and eating cake, you know the defensive player of the week, whatever the case may be. I wanted to see reactions you know in 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 a negative way, so to speak, as to how the players reacted to the game itself and to what was going on on the field you know when when they went to the sidelines, I wanted to see stuff like that. And they just eliminated all that type of stuff. I mean, they skipped drives during the game that were negative situations. You know, to oh, where, in
2: fairness, Lewis, they only had like twelve hours to put that show together.
0: That that is true, but you know, they they I'm sure they had more footage, Mike. I mean, well, that's yeah, a lot of that footage for.
2: was Dolphins footage.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, You know, to me, you know, the end of the show was very ho hum. You know, there wasn't anything special about it. They didn't, you know, they didn't bring an element that you would have liked to have seen. You know, again, reactions, you know, guys losing. I mean, it's never a good thing, but, you know, I would have liked to have seen, you know, how they reacted. Some some talks, you know, so on and so forth between coaches. they did
2: show Chubb throwing his helmet, didn't they?
0: (laughs) They showed that. That's for sure. They showed that. So that made
2: the cut. He was
0: pissed (laughs) off. Yep. You know, he was definitely upset, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, it's it's something that should never happen. I mean, I just hate penalties like that. It's it's just so ridiculous. I mean, Over you know a you missed
1: can't. sack, too. I mean, it's like, dude, if you're that pissed off about it, go out on the next drive and make sure you sack him. I mean, yep. to take your right. helmet off on the field and throw it, I mean, that was just... I know he owned up to it in his post game press conference.
2: He did, but he, God, know, he was man. he was pissed I mean, they called him to... for it because he said he you know he was two yards away from the sideline. Yeah,
1: well, I mean he knows the rules. Yep. You know? we watched it live, gotta... right? We all did. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: listen, it's a selfish act. You know, first of all, yeah, we granted you missed the sack, we get it, but you stopped them just the same, and you exactly. hustled back and you got into the play, so you know, as much as it was a missed opportunity for him, for the team, it was a, they're kicking a field goal. We stopped them. There we go. They didn't get a first down. They're not getting a touchdown on this drive. So to me, it was a selfish act. It, you know, you, you got to think, especially as a veteran, you don't want to see a guy that's been in the league for six, seven years, do something like that. It's, you know, it's And ridiculous. if that happened in
1: the fourth quarter after a long frustrating game you know yes. it's a little bit more understandable but I mean in the first quarter you still got the rest of the game to you know yeah, get course. get him back for it and unfortunately he didn't he didn't get a sack the rest of the game did he right no he didn't he
0: didn't get a sack. Wilkins had our only sack of the game so yeah, yeah I mean to me you know there was a lot of nonsense that went on that day. There were a lot of bad penalties, and you know I don't ever blame penalties for for game um, for losses. But I mean that one penalty on Siler when they called him for an abrupt move—I've never seen anything like that in my life. What? Do I, I mean I see defensive linemen shift all the time.
1: Yeah, that my buddy at the game was saying the same thing. Like the the crowd just went nuts. I mean. The officiating was terrible. There was a play where Tua got hit from his blind side like two or three seconds after he got rid of the ball, and they didn't call anything. And The I mean, ref was standing right it, there. Yeah, yeah, it's just bullshit. And then, I mean, what well, what was the? Uh, let me think of, of the other one. It that was the hill, oh, it was it was a chain go on the sideline on that last drive the referee right in front of him said that he was out of bounds. And then the other referee that was 25 yards up the field comes running up the field and they reversed that. So, I mean, we, that was failed execution by our offense on that last drive. But I mean, the way that, the way that that all played out was just terrible. I mean, the I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, but it was just, it was really confusing that, the referee right there said that he got out of bounds, and then the referee, 25 yards up the field, comes running up and reverses it. And then the clock starts going. It was and you're in help Skelder. Yeah, sure, just, I remember
0: the play. It was,
1: of course. that was It was pathetic. I mean, my thoughts on that game were just failed execution in every aspect. Special teams, we got a block, kick, a field goal that would have changed the outcome of that game, probably offense we couldn't get anything going we fumbled at the three yard line and then after that never scored a touchdown defense I mean they played good for the most part of the game but when you have a 14 point lead and there's less than four minutes left there's no excuse for giving up well I mean if you're playing Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or one of these great offenses you know it's it's expected almost but I mean when you're playing a rookie quarterback and You're not putting any type of pressure on him. No blitzes, nothing. I mean, it just – it was pathetic. I mean, the coaching was pathetic, and then the execution by the players on both sides and on the special teams was not great either. So, I mean, it was just – it was just bad all around. You know, I'm not going to blame anybody in particular, but it really was. Well, he was part of it. It was (laughs) a complete team loss, you know. I mean, I don't think Tua played his worst game ever, but he definitely – when he had a chance to put the team on his back and make some plays, I mean, he just didn't make it happen. Exactly. So, I mean you guys know I love Tua more than most people, but at the same time, like I try to be realistic and he just, you know, he's gotta he's gotta be better.
0: You know, getting back getting back to um, you know, a couple of things. Number one, hard knocks and then I'll run right into the game. You know, McDaniel mentioned during during the show that um Tennessee will bring it and they will be physical and you have to be prepared for it. Right. And they're gonna hit you, they're gonna do all sorts of things. And um, you know, the Tyree Kill injury, you know, it was a horse collar tackle as far as I was concerned. Yeah. It, was another Waddle, bullshit, it was a Waddle. It was a tackle Waddle got blown up, he was defenseless and he got knocked out of the game. Thank God he came back in. But There were a lot of flags that were kept in the referees' pockets that night. And, um, you know, it's frustrating. I mean, like I said, you know, I never, never blame that because we had so many opportunities regardless of the fact. But some of these hits, you mentioned the Tua hit as well. I mean, we're talking about three of our key players right there alone that penalties really should have been called upon, you know, on all three situations there. So. You know, it, it, it's a frustration, you know, when you're watching this and you're like, my God, because you see it, you see flags being pulled game in and game out as you're watching football games over the course of the season. Well, this and This is we consistent
2: play throughout the NFL. The, the yeah. officiating has been terrible.
0: Honestly, I, I truly, truly believe that the referees were told this year to not throw nearly as many flags because my goodness, a couple of years back, it was every other play. So I have a feeling that something came down the way. Listen, just let them play, you know, unless it's absolutely blatant, do not throw flags because it it's it they've been a lot more lenient this year in regard to pulling the flags as far as I'm concerned.
1: I mean, in certain games, my problem is the inconsistency. I mean, Another yeah. play that comes to mind is that long past the D-hop, and even the announcer said it. I mean, he literally pulled Xavier Howard down to the ground. I mean, the, yeah, obvious, yeah, stuff is, the obvious stuff is just – it's baffling. And another and they're thing right is there on every occasion, the refs. We've overcame so many injuries this year, but I think it's literally getting up to the point where – I mean, when you have four out of your five offensive linemen out I just, you know, that's super hard to overcome. I mean, we've overcame not having Armstead and not having Williams and not having both of them for a couple games. But, but they were running you, successfully. You, you take Hunt out. I mean, yeah, the run block. I mean, I've always felt that we're a better run blocking team than a pass blocking team. But regardless, I mean, when we play some of these, I mean, the Titans have a pretty good defensive front, but they didn't even have their best player. I mean, we're we're playing a way better defense this week. and going forward for the next three weeks and if we can't get Hunt and Armstead back I mean it's it's just going to be really difficult and it's it's just been really unfortunate. Armstead
2: is day to day. We've had
1: we've had a lot of bad luck I mean it just came out that um, Javon Holland has two sprained PCLs or MCLs and it's just like man I mean we can't (laughs) we can't catch a break and I know you guys said it. Everybody says it. every team deals with injuries, but I don't think there's many teams that have dealt with the injury bug to the extent that we have, especially on that offensive line group. I mean, that's just I mean, somebody was saying it the other day that, you know, we got to have better depth and it's like, I feel like our depth is pretty solid. But once, you know, you have four starters out and now you have to pull guys off the practice squad It's just – it gets to the point where there's only so much you can do. I mean, you can manage against these teams like Tennessee and these middle-of-the-road, but once you start playing these contenders that have four or five studs going across the the defensive line, it's just going to be difficult. It really is.
0: Look, you know, this is the way I look at it, right? How many games has has Armstead missed this season already? Fourteen. What's that? (laughs) Fourteen. He's so you, you're being a wise guy, He's huh? out every he's, week.
1: Yeah, I think he's only played in three or four games. Oh,
0: right. So my, my point is, is that they've played the majority of the season without Armstead. This is the second time Connor Williams has been hurt. How many games did he miss earlier in the year? Two or three? Yeah. Yep. I would say two and a half, maybe three. It could be even more than that. Um, you know, Robert Jones got hurt, who's who's a backup, Robert, huh? obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah no, Robert, Jones, Robert yeah. Jones went out for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've got Isaiah Wynn on injured reserve. Now he's due back on the week 16, which, which could be a plus, you know, obviously going forward. Oh, who are
2: you going to bring back, him or Baker? You only got one.
0: I think, Mike, once the priest, I mean, once you go into, um, into the playoffs, you can actually bring another guy or two back. If I'm not mistaken, I'm think, not sure I if that. I
2: think you are, because I, I think they only get one. I don't think they get another one in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess they have to evaluate that. But the bottom line is is that what I was trying to get at is that we've had injuries across that offensive line, and we're at nine and three. I mean, seriously. I mean, we've had weeks where we had three starters out. You know, it's it's you got to step up. There is a lot of depth here. Robert Jones is a guy that's been around for what, three seasons now. And he's, he's been a part-time starter at pretty much every position other than center across that offensive line. I remember him playing a little bit of tackle and playing both guard positions. So, you know, they, they have depth there and they have guys that are capable. And, you know, to me, you know, the situation in football is never going to be perfect. It's just, you know, it's not realistic. And it's up to the coaches to understand that and to tweak your game plan and to tweak your playbook to where it, coor- it coordinates with the personnel that you have on the football field. And that may have to happen in mid-game. But The problem that I have with the coaching staff on both sides, you know, the offense and the defense, to me, it seems like they have not made good decisions in regard to doing just that. Uh, Fangio on the defensive side, and again, you know, I don't, you know, we're we're not professional coaches, right? This is just our opinion. We're watching football games, but when you have guys out in the secondary that are better cover people. You know, you need to rush the quarterback a little bit more. And as Chris mentioned, you know, they need they need to be a little bit more aggressive because you're not going to have the same type of coverage down the field. And on the offensive side, if you have a Tyreek Hill off the field, you know, you have to change your game plan a little bit. You know, if you want to pass the ball, fine. But get guys that don't normally catch the ball incorporated. They did on the one drive. To Cedric Wilson, and they did a great job of running the football, but they tended just go in different directions for whatever reason, and it, it a lot of it just doesn't make sense. I mean, early on in the game, they should have just put this game away, and they kind of got pass happy. I mean, Tua, you know, Tua made bad decisions. You know, he had a p- poor pass uh, passing grade. You know, he was very indecisive at times. And, you know, he's got to toughen up. I mean, from what I saw at the end of that game, as I watched a lot of it, you know, they showed, you know, quite a bit of the uh, fourth quarter situations and stuff. To me, it seems like he gets lost in the moment and he doesn't take control of the moment. Um, at the end of that game, on those last two drives, you know he really need, needed to understand the importance of getting a first down on that very first one, and then getting in the field goal range. And there was a play where he missed a chan, and there was a play where he held on to the ball too long on those drives, and and they definitely affected uh, the game in the end. So he's got he's got to step it up, and he's got to understand the circumstance in front of him. So anyway, on to the Jets.
2: Well, before we do that, Lewis, I need to break.
0: Okay, you got it. Take a break, Mike. Go do what you got to do. And we'll see you in a minute.
2: All right. Let's talk about some injuries real quick. Um, during the press conference yesterday, McDaniels said that uh, Tyreek is day-to-day. Obviously, Connor Williams tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Armstead is day to day, Hunt is week to week, Elliott's in concussion protocol, Eichenberg is day to day, and uh Brandon Jones is good to play. All right. And that's what we got out of the press conference. So
0: The Jets have three injuries. They're they're extremely healthy going into this game. Extremely healthy.
2: Well, Lewis, you're gonna talk about the Jets offense uh, going against our defense. Let's go ahead and uh, start that.
0: All right, so Jet offense. You're looking at a quarterback who has played extremely poorly this year, but had a good solid game, of course, right before they play us. Of last course. Week.
1: AFC player of the week.
0: AFC player of the week, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So, you know, he And he's by the way,
2: that was deserved. He had a he had a very good game.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he did. And we don't want to see that again this week. So, you know, as we're as we're playing this football team, you know, you've got a dynamic running back in Priest Hall and that's, that's your first takeaway. You just get him out of the football game. You, you have to, they have to do something similar to what they did last week with Derrick Henry. Just take the running game away from the jets and force Wilson into throwing the football down the field. Um, you know, if you do that, I think you you're in a good position. You have to get <laughs> you have to get more aggressive on defense. Fangio's got to take chances. He cannot allow this this Zach Wilson to sit there and have all day to throw and scramble around because he does have legs and he can move around in the pocket and he can create on a broken play down the field because they do have you know some solid receivers. Uh, you know, you can't allow him to get out of the pocket and throw the ball down the field to a Garrett Wilson. Tyler Conklin is tight end. He likes to use an awful lot. He's got 46 catches this year. I mean, God, does, do our tight ends have six? <laughs> I mean, look at the contrast there. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, Brees Hall has 52 catches. Those are the guys that they go to. You know, Garrett Wilson's been targeted 134 times this season. That's a lot of targets. Um, you know, he, he, they've only completed 76 of those passes. So that percentage is not very good. It's about 56%. Um, so there, it's a 50-50 shot anytime they throw to him. But when they throw to Conklin and obviously Brees Hall, he's at 78%. Anytime he's targeted and they're usually short passes, but it's effective for the Jets. So, you know, those those are your three main characters there in regard to offense. Uh, Past that, they don't have an awful lot, guys. I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who they line up on Conklin, because again, you know, he's he's probably their second receiver there. He's their number two right now. You know, Garrett Wilson on the outside, you know, you they're gonna try and isolate him on X-Man and they're gonna try and beat him. I'm sure they're gonna go that route. I don't think you're gonna see uh Wilson lining up on Ramsey's side an awful lot. I think they're gonna try to attack X-Man on the opposite side. But um, you know, they gotta be up to the task. And again, it starts with Brees Hall, whether he's running or catching the ball. And taking him completely out of the game. You know, I have confidence in our two corners in regard to covering Wilson. Uh, the tight end. It, you know, like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see how they defend Conklin and who's covering him and um, you know, what route they go.
2: Brandon uh, Jones, probably.
0: It's it's possible, Mike, that it's Brandon Jones. It just depends on whether Elliott plays. In this game, because if that's the case, you know, they, you may see a lot of like um, Elijah you know, Campbell. Yeah, Elijah Campbell, two deep he, safeties. You know,
2: he's in the concussion protocol, so we don't even know if he'll be available. Who, Campbell? No, Elliot.
0: Elliot, right. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It just depends if he's out there, he's a really good cover safety. Yep. And without him and Holland back there, whoa, you're asking for trouble. I mean, if both of those guys are out of the football game this Sunday, then you're going to see, you know, the, them playing a little bit cautious back there in the secondary. Probably having them both play, you know, two deep safety situation, and then it comes down to, you know, possibly one of our linebackers covering Conklin, you know, or our nickel guy on the field, you know, maybe a Kahoo covering them. And I I don't know how it's, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how they attack that with Conklin because he is a favorite target of Wilson, that's for sure. So, you know, Brees Hall's got to come out of that football game, first and foremost. Can't get their running game going. You know, I have some confidence in our defense. You know, the Jets obviously were watching that game on Monday night and they saw how we were attacked. And how successful Tennessee was throwing the ball down the field with the secondary that we had last week. It's going to pretty much be the second, the same secondary that, that, we saw, that they saw Monday. So, you know, I, I expect them to try to attack the ball down the field quite a bit.
1: Dad, and I think that they were watching how successful Taji Spears was just dumping the ball out of the backfield on checkdowns. And Brees Hall, yes. I know you just mentioned it. I mean, last week, eight catches 86 yards and a touchdown so they already like to throw to him so I mean like you said we really have to lock down Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall whether it's stopping the run or him coming out of the backfield and if you can do that I mean they just don't really have much more I mean Conklin's pretty good contested ball guy I watch him make these catches every week at least a couple of them that go for 20-30 yards but Yeah, definitely. Definitely got to shut down that run game earlier and make them one dimensional.
0: They got to get pressure on the quarterback, too.
1: I mean, you know, you can't
0: you cannot go through a game and, you know, with that defensive line, you can't get through it with just one set. We
1: had such a good game across the defensive line with the same exact line on the Redskins game, and then last week it was just, like, non-existent. Chubb was getting pressures, but, I mean, one sack against that offensive line, which is ranked towards the bottom, that's – they they really have to step up, and especially with all the injuries on the offense and then on the defensive side, that defensive line, those guys, they have to – they're going to have to carry us.
0: Yeah, you know? there's no doubt they really about are. it. With all the injuries, with Baker being out, absolutely, the defensive line has to step up.
2: We're going to go ahead and break again, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, Chris. Uh, you're going to talk about Miami's offense versus uh, the Jets' defense. How do you see it?
1: Well, I mean, given what we saw last week, the offensive line situation is probably going to be the same. I know they said Armstead has a shot to go this week, but, I mean, even if he does go, we got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, So I'm expecting to see Lamb out there at the left tackle. Um, Given how many injuries we had last week specifically, I still feel like we ran the ball pretty well. And I think that this week we're going to have to do a lot of the same. We're going to have to just pound the rock. And when we do pass or on the play action, we're just going to have to dump it off and just give what the defense, you know, take what the defense gives us. I don't see Tua dropping back 40 times and, you know being able to do the regular offense that we normally run because this Jets defense is in my opinion way better than the Titans last week so i mean we had success last time we played the Jets i thought the offense played a pretty pretty good game but i mean we're going to have to we're going to have to run the ball especially in the red zone i mean i know we talked about it a little earlier but i mean this play calling in the red zone with the five yard and, and we have to get better at that. And even if they want to pass the ball, mix it up, do some different things. Have some, have waddle come in on a jet sweep, like just all this creativity and this genius that McDaniel is supposed to be a lot of these play calls to me, just they're, not, they're all of the same. I mean, all the team has to do is watch what they did last week and we're doing pretty much the same thing. We got to get more creative in the red zone if we're going to pass the ball, but ultimately, I mean, obviously we all want to see them just pound the rock. I know? think so.
2: I think some, so. and, some
1: situations are four down territory. And if you're going to go for it on fourth down anyway, you might as well run it three straight times. And then if you want to pass on fourth down, do that, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, that's how I see us attacking this defense. We're just going to have to be super run heavy and hopefully we're successful and that'll open up play action and, you know, just not, We can't run the same offense that we've ran. We have to make adjustments from week to week and in-game, like Lou said earlier.
2: All right. Anything else,
0: Louis? No, no. I'm good. Okay. All right.
2: Let's go ahead and do some predictions. How do you see it, Louis?
0: I see a defensive battle. I don't see a lot of points being scored in this game. Offensive line problems for us. Jet defense, very solid our defense, their offense, good matchup there. I see a very low scoring game, but I think we win this game like 16 to 13. I think it's going to be nip and tuck the whole way. Chris,
1: I feel a lot of the same. I think I'm I'm going to predict us to win 24 to 17.
2: And why is that? Why are we going to win?
1: Because this is a must win game for us. I mean, if we don't win this game, we got 3 a lot tougher opponents after this Jets game. So I mean if this team wants not not even it's not about the one seat anymore. If this team wants to make the playoffs and win this division, we have to win against this Jets team yep. at home. I mean there's no I mean we can talk about the injuries and all that stuff, but all those excuses got to go out the window and this team needs to step up and win this game.
2: Well they certainly gotta take it more seriously than they took the last game. Uh so yeah. hopefully they will. Um I think they will. I you know, I, I, I think they understand the magnitude of what just happened. So hopefully they, they come out and uh they do what they should have done last week, and that's win the game. So I'm gonna predict them to the win as well. Um and I'm gonna say twenty seven, twenty four.
0: Wow. A lot of points. Yep. Okay. I don't yeah. know.
2: I don't know either. They're, you know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully
0: the defense comes up with some big plays that, that um, I you know, I just think our offense putting 27 points up against this defense, that's a lot, Mike.
2: Well, I think they come out and Hill is out there and uh, they play a lot better than they did the other day. I hope so. So – Maybe that's my you know, you know, heart talking and not my head, but uh, that's how I see it. Got it. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hopefully, we come back and uh, talk about a win. Uh, with that, I want to say, fins up.
1: Fins up. Let's bounce back this week. Fins up, Dolphins.
2: All right, fans. that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right. Until next week, be well and take care.
0: Network.